Got a little dicey at the end, but the Boston Celtics were in their 12th game in 13 tries. Jalen Brown was awesome, and I'll tell you why I think the Jalen Brown-Marcus Smart connection in this game is a sign of their growth over the past few years right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team, step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. And I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast that you can get right to your device when you subscribe. So I hope you're subscribed. You can even watch the show on YouTube. Please watch the show on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. Honestly, I'm trying to catch Lockdown Lakers. And we're right there. If, if enough people subscribe, we can pass Lockdown Lakers. And that's really all I want. We can't have the Lakers beating the Celtics in anything, even podcasting. Uh, so please do that. I'm John Corrales, uh, former professional basketball player, uh, now covering the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. And I've written a book called Boston Celtics All-Time All-Star. Some of you have ordered that off my website. Great gift for Christmas. I'll get those books out this week. And if you want to order them, johncorrales.com gets you that book. Uh, Celtics beat the Wizards 130 to 121. Shouldn't have been that close. The Celtics were up 26, but the... Bench, Joe Mazzulla and, and Adam Himmelsbach of the Globe tweeted this out. Joe Mazzulla finally like listens to people and says, all right, fine. Fourth quarter, we're up 26 at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Let's just make it all garbage time. Whole fourth quarter is garbage time. And what, what happens? The Wizards actually make a comeback, forcing Jalen Brown to come in, forcing Marcus Smart to come in, Al Horford, all those guys. They come in, they, they kind of quell the rebellion and go back. And, and win this game. So I'm not going to get too worked up about the, the bench kind of forcing these guys back in. It wasn't that long. No one got hurt. It's, it's not, I think, uh, that big of a deal. So we'll talk a little bit about the game here in the first couple of segments. In the last segment, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, the connection in this game. Marcus found Jalen for six of his seven assists. Uh, and I think it is I'm using that as a jumping off point to kind of show how these guys have grown. That's going to be in the third segment. Jalen, though, was really great in this game. 36 points, 13 of 23 from the field, just two of seven from three, eight of eight from the line. A dominant game. This is the kind of dominance that you want to see. It's almost like if I read that stat line and didn't tell you who it was, you'd probably say, oh, well, let's Jason Tatum. Because, yeah, you score 36 points. With only two three-pointers, this is exactly the type of stat line that J- Jason's been putting up all season long. Uh, by the way, today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is uh, daily fantasy made easy for first-time users. Uh, you can get up to 100% instant deposit match with up, worth up to $100 with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code is locked on. Yeah, so, so this is the type of numbers that Tatum's been putting up so far all season long, which is to say this is an MVP type performance. Jalen was a plus 26, 36 points, five rebounds, two assists, just two turnovers, really just an, an all-around great game. Without Tatum here, uh, Washington was shorthanded, no Kuzma, 
no Rui Hachimura. Uh, so they 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 were down some of their their key guys, their role players. And I, I mean, I don't think they had much of a chance either way, but they were still down, and Jalen took advantage of it. And this is especially impressive because the the Wizards are not a team that give up a ton of points at the rim, but Jalen was able to get those points at the rim for sure. So uh, he had a, he had a big game here, uh, but it wasn't just him. I thought Marcus Smart played extraordinarily well. In fact, you look up and down this roster, and the fact that they scored 130 points. Uh, by the way, if you're listening to this and and you're hearing like pops and bangs in the background, you can see it on on YouTube. The you know the crew is over here, kind of cleaning up the building, getting rid of all the leftover stuff. So that's what you hear in the background. Uh, Celtics are going to be here on the back to back tomorrow. So I'll be right back here doing this tomorrow night uh, at this point, probably an hour and a half later since this was a six o'clock game. But I thought the Celtics got, obviously, I'm talking about Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. That's going to be later, but Smart led the team with seven assists. I I thought the flow of this game early on was back and forth, back and forth. Then Malcolm Brogdon comes in and changes the the course of the game a little bit. They go on an 8-0 run immediately after Brogdon comes in and get some separation, right? That becomes the nine-point lead. And it's kind of funny that it became a nine-point game at the end because that's where the lead kind of felt like it was staying for much of the second quarter. And then the Celtics bench comes in and just does a great job. I'm going to throw out the fourth quarter bench numbers because that was weird. That was garbage time that the the Warriors, (laughs) they looked like the Warriors for a few minutes. The Wizards were uh, able to to put up some big bench numbers because it was bench versus bench, and that wasn't indicative of the, the real flow of the game. The real flow of the game in quarters one through three, where both teams were were trying and, and actively trying to win this game and playing their full complements of guys, the bench points were 40 to 14 in Boston's favor. So that's you're looking at Malcolm Brogdon having a 17-point night. Uh, Luke Cornett, 12-point night, 14 points for Sam Hauser. You're getting up and down this roster on a night without Jason Tatum. You had six guys scoring between 12 and 17 points. Like I said, Cornett, Hauser, Smart, Derek White, Al Horford, all between 12 and 17 points. That's the type of performance you need to get the to, to get past a, a team Look, Wizards ten and nine, not, not not the worst team in the world, not a great team, but without Jason Tatum, without an MVP candidate, you need somebody to step up, and and everybody kind of pitched in behind Jalen Brown, who had the MVP level performance. This is that's that's the type of performance that's going to get him a lot of recognition. Marcus Smart, after the last game, said, "Hey, he not the last game, but one of the previous game recently said, yeah, I, I tell Jalen." That, you know, at your best, you're an MVP candidate too. And they kind of, that kind of pushes, I think that kind of pushes Jalen a little bit. And, and he's, you know, he's not wrong. People have gotten on me for not giving Jalen his proper due. When Jalen's playing his best and he can do this, this is, this is all NBA level stuff. This is, this is what's going to get him all NBA recognition. So I I don't think, I don't, I just think that Tatum is going to be the, the MVP candidate. Will some people say Tatum and, and and Brown together? Like, will if Brown keeps playing like this, then he'll get some votes too. 
you know, which is a great problem to have. But either way, both guys are all NBA players. And if you have two all NBA players on your team, you have a pretty good team. So I thought the support there was great. So that's that's the star players. Let me get into some of these role players here because I thought it's not just that the Mal- like Malcolm Brogdon had a Malcolm Brogdon game. But these other guys I thought were really, really good. And I have a, a, a theory on Luke Cornett, which I just don't think the Celtics need to go find another big. I think he's playing well enough for that to be kind of something in the past. I'll talk about that next. First, let's talk about Turo. Today's br- show is brought to you by Turo, the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. You can browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the United States, the UK, Canada, and now Australia. Lots of lockdown Celtics listeners in Australia. Now you have this option to book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip. You can get classic or luxury cars for a special event, a birthday, or a holiday. You can find affordable economy cars if you're just on a budget and you want to get from point A to point B. Test drive that new electric car that you've had your eye on to see how it fits into your everyday life. Many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance, terms and conditions apply, and exclusions. Forget boring rental cars. Find your drive at Turo.com. Thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. How about making Lockdown Sports today your second listen? When you're done with the show, pop on Lockdown Sports today. You can get all caught up. Big football day, big Euro, uh, big World Cup day. Uh, everything that you need to know, the biggest stories in sports. They're on Lockdown Sports today. Wherever you found this podcast, even on YouTube, you can find that one. So the Boston Celtics got, like I said, a balance, a nice balanced attack to get past the Washington Wizards. Uh, I, I was not impressed with anything the Wizards were doing, but the Celtics were able to take advantage of the the holes in that lineup. Uh, I, I want to focus a little bit on on some of these bench guys, or I, let's start with Luke Cornett, who twelve points, four of eight shooting. That's really nice. Four four. Celtics, by the way, perfect from the free throw line. They did not miss a free throw in this game. That's that's you know good. That's what it's supposed to be. Uh, four offensive rebounds for Luke Cornett, uh, an assist, yeah, an assist, two blocks, and just one turnover for for Cornett. And I think my big takeaway here from his game is when Rob comes back, and he'll be coming back soon because we're in week nine or ten. There was the recent Woj report that uh, they're expecting Robert Williams back before Christmas. Well, that's only a couple of weeks. It's like really three three weeks away, basically. So they, uh, they're going to be getting Rob back, and I don't think they need to find another big. I just don't think they need to find anybody else. Luke has – he had that injury at, in training camp. He was out uh, with a sprained ankle. Vonley got some reps. Vonley earned a little bit of, a, a little bit of run, but it's, it's become pretty clear. Vonley, he's a walking offensive foul when he tries to set a pick. He's not really playing well, and and Luke kind of has overtaken him. And so for for Cornette, I think we saw in this game especially how he's able to flow as part of the offense. Uh, he is uh, he 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 moves pretty quickly. He gets in and out of screens pretty quickly. He um, he was able to get into that dunker spot and catch a couple of lobs. He's giving the Celtics, he's finally grown into 
that type of player that we were hoping the Celtics could get as a third big. Now, obviously, when we were talking about settling on Cornette as the guy, um, we didn't know that Robert Williams was going to be out for this long. And so he's done a pretty fine job, you know, uh, filling in and, and, and taking some of that pressure off of the, the rest of the, the small lineups that they have out there. So when Rob comes back, I'm fine with Luke just taking whatever minutes, taking some minutes away from Al Horford. Let's keep Al Horford's minutes down. Let's, let's make sure that Rob isn't over, overworked. So when Rob comes in and he plays, hey, 15 minutes to start, that's fine. Luke Cornette can fill out the rest. The Celtics have done just fine with Luke Cornette. And if anybody's sitting there saying, no, no, they need somebody else. Look, the Celtics have won 80% of their games, and this is how they've done it. They, they don't need to go out and waste resources. Don't burn a traded player exception. Don't burn uh, Peyton Pritchard as a trade chip to go out there and, and get uh, another big. You don't need another big. Luke Cornett, I think, has proven enough that he is good enough to handle this workload. He's good enough to be your third big. They don't need to go find anybody else. So that was one of my, my big takeaways from this game. Sam Hauser, four or five uh, from the field, three or four. So he hits three three-pointers, and the one non-three-pointer that he took uh, was a three-point play. So 14 points for him. And one thing about Hauser, I, I, I do have to highlight, he obviously he's one of the best catch-and-shoot guys in the league by by sheer percentages he's he has one of the best catch and shoot three point percentages in the league like i think it's probably second or third at this point but what he's starting to do and i think you saw a couple of those in this game he's really starting to develop a little bit more off off the move off the dribble uh up fake sidestep stepping you know creating a little bit more space for himself i think that's something that is you know something that he's had to work on. Remember way back when Tom Westerholm and I were talking about, uh, hey, you know Matt Ryan, a little bit almost like a Matt Ryan versus Luke, uh, a Sam Hauser conversation, and the the, the pro Matt Ryan uh, part of it was, hey, he can do it off the dribble. If you need somebody that can take it off the dribble, he can shoot on the move like that. And Hauser hasn't developed that part of his game, but Hauser was always going to be the much better spot up shooter. Obviously, it worked out that it was Hauser, but the fact that he's now adding to his his repertoire, that he's adding some of this stuff off, off the move. I watch him warm up before the game, and just about everything that he does is off the move. He's trying to work on that off the move type of stuff, so off the dribble kind of stuff. So uh, kudos to him. He, I thought he, did, he played really, really well. And once again, holding his own. Defensively, you, you can go at them if you want, and sure, there there will be some success. But he's he's doing enough, well enough, that he's not hurting the team. Uh, Derek White had a, a a pretty good game, solid game, fifteen points, three assists, four of seven, two of four from three, five of five from the line. He played really well. Obviously, Brogdon, those guys coming in uh, to stabilize things. Al Horford. 14 points, three assists, three rebounds, three block shots, 
Six of eight from the field, two of three from three. One thing that I'm watching is right now the balance of three-pointers to two-pointers for Horford is is much more on the three-point side. And I think this is wild. And if he didn't have as many uh, drives as he did in this game, I, I thought today's storyline after the game might be that Horford, <laughs> the, the shot distribution for him has been kind of different. And it will be a story. It might be a story for tomorrow, depending on how he shoots in, in tomorrow's game. But Horford is taking more threes than twos so far this year. I don't expect that to, to hold, but what's happening now is, you know, team, teams, I think, had been daring him to, to shoot because he hasn't had the best three-point percentage. We know he can go out and step out and, and hit those shots, but this year he's hitting them at such a rate such an incredible rate outside of that one over game that he had against Chicago that teams are just now saying, Oh crap, we got to go close out on him. And so he hits a couple of threes and, and customarily, apparently the first three pointer of the game, that's something that's happening. Uh, just get, get Allen open three at the beginning of each game and watch him just continue to pour it in. They are closing out so hard on him now that he up fake and gets into the lane, gets into the paint, and either lays it up or when whoever switches onto him backs that person down and gets a little his little jump hook off, and that that just adds such a dynamic element to this offense because if Al Horford is taking you off the dribble from the three point line, then what? You know, if if you have to account, this is the same concept as I had for for Grant Williams and any other uh guy in you know a big player like like those guys Tatum and Brown obviously in this case no Tatum in today's game but Tatum and Brown are your drivers collapsers Malcolm Brogdon driver and collapser of the defense if you're getting drives and collapsing the defense from Al Horford that means one of your other guys is out there on the side waiting for a pass right now we're seeing the hard closeouts now we're seeing the pat you know we're seeing the finishes if you if he attracts enough attention now we're going to start seeing kickouts from Al Horford and that's just going to lead to even more offense for this Celtics team so that is another impressive development from this game so i was really impressed with Marcus Smart and it was just kind of funny to see him you know, piling up assists and all of the assists. Like, wow, did he find Jalen again? Did he find Jalen again? Yeah, he found Jalen. Six out of his seven assists were to Jalen Brown. And it got me thinking, what a what progress these two have made. This game might not mean all that much to people, but when you see that many assists going to Jalen Brown and that Marcus Smart Jalen Brown connection, this is actually there's actually some symbolism here. I'll talk about that in just a moment. First, let's talk about prize picks. Today's show is brought to you by prize picks. Daily fantasy made easy. I've had people walk up to me right here in this spot and say how much they love prize picks because it's very simple. You pick two to six players and you pick against their prize picks projection. Prize picks sets over-unders on all of their points, rebounds, assists, 
you can cross into other sports. If you go log into prizepicks.com and you look across the top, there are so many sports there, all the major sports, all the college sports, MMA, boxing, European basketball, cricket, NASCAR, esports. You have tons and tons and tons of choices. So if you pick two to six players and they score more or less, however you pick it against their projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. You're not playing against me, not playing against anybody else. 60 seconds or less, boom, your picks are in. Safe and fast withdrawals, that's always a problem with some places. Not at prize picks. Currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. So download the prize picks app. Go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. If you're a first-time user, you can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit 100, you'll get 100. If you deposit 50, prize picks gives you 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on and sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. Marcus Smart, as I've been saying, had seven assists. The first six of them all went to Jalen Brown. Some were fancy, some were just regular passes. But Jalen Brown, six buckets are directly attributable to Marcus Smart assists. So six out of the 13, so almost half, although there's no half of 13 in basketball. So whatever. You get my point. <laughs> Marcus Smart has assisted on almost a quarter of Jalen Brown's makes all season long. And on the surface, it's, you know, point guard, finding his wing, finding his score. Not a big deal, right? He's assisted on almost 21% of, of Jason Tatum's buckets. So that's your point guard, finding his wing scores. You got two elite wing scores. You find them, you get your assist, pile them up. But it's more than that. It's more than that. And I thought in this game in particular, I thought it was a, uh, kind of notable that Smart found Brown so often. You know, without Tatum there, obviously the scoring load was on Jalen Brown. And you go back to two years ago, September of 2020, that's the bubble. That's the Miami Heat series. That's Jalen and Marcus Smart getting into a fight in the locker room. That's, that is how far we've come from that moment to this moment. And not just, oh, look, they're friends now. Well, they've always been friends. They've been teammates. They've been, they, they have, they're at this point as the two longest tenured Celtics on the team. First it was Smart and then it was Jalen Brown. No one else has been there that long. And they have grown a lot. Marcus Smart tells the story of Jalen Brown going one on five, one on four. I don't know if people can, if you're a regular listener, maybe you remember way back a few years ago, me talking, me writing about Jalen Brown as, uh, as a guy in transition who just would not change speeds. I'd always use the example of the, the hundred mile an hour fastball pitcher who once you, you like the first time you, you face him, you're like, Oh my God, where did this come from? This, that's a hundred mile an hour fastball. Once you can time it, it's, it's, you know, if it just goes straight, and you don't change speeds, it's meaningless. You can time it. You can hit home runs. Jalen was that guy as a basketball player. In transition, he would just go one-on-five straight as fast as he could, jump into the crowd, and he'd turn it over and he'd get blocked, whatever. Offensive fouls. And Smart tells the story of, like, we'd say, well, you know, what are you doing? He, you know, slow down. And he, he said that, according 
you know, according to Smart, Brown said, the defense hears you tell me to slow down, so I'm going to speed up. <laughs> However that went, Jalen sort of denied it afterwards. But you think of what Jalen Brown is now as a driver, how crafty he is, how he changes speeds, how he changes direction, how he can use both sides of the rim. He has evolved a lot as a player. And over the past few years, as he's become an all-star and he's become the you know one of the main guys on the team, that has been part of his evolution, understanding pace of the game, understanding the defense, making the reads, when to pass. And he's still evolving. He's still growing. We know that. He still turns the ball over a little too much and, and gets caught up in, in trying to attack too much and gets himself into trouble. He knows that. We know that. But he's evolved so much that it has allowed him to become a guy who, when the other star is out, can come in and drop 36 very efficient points for a team that's won 80% of their games so far in the NBA. He has grown. Marcus Smart has grown. He has, you know, for all the talk about Marcus Smart and his shooting, he only took eight shots in this game. He hasn't been taking a ton of shots. I think he's been mostly fine. Every once in a while, he turns into like old Marcus, but he's grown. Marcus Smart, and a lot of people have talked about in, in recent years, not so much recent, not, not like this season or even at the end of last season. But a lot of the talk was, well, you need a pass-first point guard. Well, Marcus Smart is a pass-first point guard now. That's who he is. He wants to pass before he shoots. Now, sometimes he feels like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm, I have to shoot because we're either cold or maybe somebody's out. This would have been a normal game for Smart to start taking too many shots because he would feel, hey, I need to... I need to pick up the scoring for Jason Tatum, but he didn't. Smart finally gets the point play point guard. No Kyrie, no Kemba, no Isaiah Thomas. High level, elite scoring point guards that will pass and get assists, but they're looking to score first. Smart finally, after Dennis Schroeder goes away last season, Smart finally assumes that that role and Jalen has grown into this elite scoring role. So as much as this is a late November kind of, you say, ah, it's kind of meaningless game. It's not, it doesn't mean a whole lot. It's like nice that Celtics have won three in a row and they've, they've won 12 of 13 and that's all great. And smart has seven assists, six to Jalen Brown. That's a nice little quirk. That's kind of funky, but in a way, you see that, you see that connection over and over and over again, and it just hammers home this, wow, Smart has really, really grown. Jalen has really, really grown. And after the game, Jalen said, hey, Smart, we've had fights, we've had ups, we've had downs, but he's my brother and I love him. And that's, that's, that's what Smart said back in, you know, in the bubble. These guys have grown so much together. They're no longer, you know, two years ago, Smart's what, 25? Jalen is uh, 23, 24? These guys are, you know, growing up. They're veterans now. They're veteran players. They're locker room leaders. They're guys that are dependent on to do a lot for this team. And I just saw this performance as a real sign of growth. A real, not you know... You, you kind of have these flashbulb moments 
and you look at a game like this, I do. And I'm like, wow, you know, that that's it's kind of a interesting kind of connection. For where this team is, for where these guys are in their career, Smart was a point guard that helped lead a team to the NBA Finals. He's the guy that's distributing. He's the guy that's finding these two guys, Tatum and Brown, and setting them up and leading them on the floor. Brown, his evolution as a player has been phenomenal. Phenomenal. The fact that we're talking about Jalen Brown as an all-NBA guy, and I think obviously an all-NBA guy right now, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have guessed that three years ago. I mean, regular listeners know. I I part of I'll finish with this. Jalen Brown's evolution has taught me a lot about how I evaluate games and how I evaluate players. Because I've Jalen Brown has taught me not to put players in boxes. And I don't what I used to think he could be, which was basically a 3 and D guy after his first couple of seasons, I thought, hey, look, if this guy develops into a 3 and D guy, that would be perfect for the Celtics. It's fine. And now look at where he is. He always had the confidence. I'm sure plenty of Jalen Brown fans will say, see, we told you. And that's fine. That's fine. I accept that. But his evolution has been so amazing that I, I just feel like uh, it's it's taught me a lot about how to give guys room to get better and watch them grow and appreciate how they grow because young NBA players, they don't grow in a straight line. There are ups and downs. And just because a guy's having a down time, even a down season, doesn't mean that that's who he's going to be forever and ever and ever. So that was my takeaway from this game. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll be back tomorrow after the Celtics and Hornets. That's going to be a regular 7.30 start time, so this podcast will drop a little bit later. But whenever you get it, wherever you get it, I hope you subscribe so it gets right to your device. Uh, again, I would love it if you watch the show on YouTube and subscribe there because, uh, you know, personal personal vendettas against longstanding team rivalries. Let's make that a thing so we can get past Lockdown Lakers. Uh, do appreciate you all making this your first listen every day. Uh, those of you who haven't gotten enough time to do that, well, subscribe, and if you have, then you should be telling everybody that they should be listening to and watching this Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.